the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, January the 19th, 2024, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1953, CBS TV aired the widely watched episode of I Love Lucy. In that episode, Lucy Ricardo, played by Lucille Ball, gave birth to little Ricky, their son. By coincidence, Ball gave birth the same day to her son, Desi Arnaz Jr. It just worked out that way. Today in 1915, Germany carried out its first air raid on Britain during World War I. A pair of Zeppelins, they, they brought them in and they dropped bombs on England from these big air balloons. Today in 1987, Guy Hunt became Alabama's first Republican governor since 1874. He was sworn into office succeeding George Wallace. Today in 2012, Rupert Murdoch's media empire apologized and they agreed to cash payouts to 37 people who'd been harassed and phone hacked by its tabloid press. You may know that the Murdoch family who owns Fox and Fox News and so on, they also own a lot of other things, including some tabloids and in England and Australia and elsewhere. Today in 2013, death claimed baseball Hall of Famer Stan Musial. He was 92 years old. If you'll indulge me for a moment, as a kid, I collected baseball cards of baseball players. Man, I was passionate about it. I had a bunch of them. I used to carry them around in my back pocket, and we didn't know in those days they were going to become very, very um, <laughs> a lot, worth a lot of money, very valuable in, in in the later years. And so we would, as kids, we would take them out. We'd trade them at noon hour, and you know, I'll give you two, you know, whomever for whomever, and so on. And it, it was a big deal. And I had a bunch of them. They would come in with bubble gums. And I think many of you remember that. Anyway, I had the Stan Musial card. I had two, not one, but two Mickey Mantle rookie cards. Again, they weren't mint because I carried them around in my pocket, but they were Mickey Mantle rookie cards. I lived at home. I had a good relationship with my parents. I lived at home until I got married. Marjorie and I got married. And um, <laughs> when when we left Yakima and moved to, to Bellevue, uh, I, I left some things at my parents' home that I hadn't moved to our home that we lived in for a year or so in Yakima before we moved to Bellevue. And um, I, <laughs> I, my cards were there in a kind of a big shoebox. I had a bunch of them. And so one day I remembered that, and I thought, man, you know, I, I need to get those. So I asked my mother, God bless her. I said, hey, Mom, where where are those cards? I, I left them here, you know, when I got married a couple of years ago or whatever. And she said, oh, those old cards with the kind of the dog-eared corners on them? And I said, uh, yeah. She said, oh, I got rid of those. She said they were old, and she said, I didn't think you wanted them anymore. 
I love my mom, but man, I wish she had thrown out my jeans or something, but not my cards. But anyway, that was a big deal. Still is. Now these some of these cards are worth thousands of dollars. Mickey Mantle rookie cards are worth thousands of dollars. Oh, what could have been? Today in 2023, the Supreme Court said an eight-month investigation failed to reveal who leaked a draft of the court's opinion overturning abortion rights. I personally believe, I have no, you know, no way of, of uh, confirming this, but I personally believe that at least John Roberts, the Chief Justice, I think he knows who leaked it. I just, my gut tells me he knows. But anyway, they officially have said they don't know. They couldn't find out after eight months of investigation. They couldn't find out who leaked the draft. The draft was the opinion that was about to come out on abortion, um, and was did the Constitution give you know the the state, the, the nation, and a woman the right to have an abortion, and so that was coming out, and the world was poised, or the nation was poised to hear what that was going to be, what the ruling Supreme Court ruling was going to be. So it was a big deal, and and all of a sudden, you know, it leaked, and it was out on the street and in the news and so on ahead of time. So after eight months, they could not discover who within their group at the Supreme Court had leaked that. Interesting. And speaking of abortion, the March for Life is taking place today in Washington, D.C., ahead of the 51st annual March for Life. The leading pro-life organization, Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America, they were setting out some political priorities, I think very wisely so, yesterday. They, they said their, their whole push uh, is to serve moms and save babies including boosting funding to pregnancy resource centers and pushing for legislation that helps pregnant women before and after birth. The left, who have kind of given up on the whole idea of choice, you don't hear them use that word much. They used to use it all the time, just incessantly. But as the left does, they keep evolving, and they find better words to mislead people, and they use them. And um, they used to talk about choice all the time. They, they've, they've abandoned that, and they've just come out, and they're starting to call it, interestingly enough, what it is, abortion. And they're, just, they're trying to normalize the word abortion, and they have to some degree, where people used to shy away from it, never use the word health care, women's health care. They're just calling it abortion now. And uh, that's what it is. It's the killing of unwanted unborn children. But they're using the word now because they, it, it's a desperate attempt by the left to try to normalize the process of eliminating a human being that you don't want. That's harsh, but it's true. Women should never feel pressure to abort their child due to circumstances out of their control. The Susan B. Anthony group were, were saying yesterday they said there are nearly 3,000 pregnancy centers nationwide, along with other life-affirming resources that stand ready to help women and families facing an unplanned pregnancy, help them to receive the critical care they deserve. This president of the uh, Susan B. Anthony group is Marjorie Dannenfelser, and she's very outspoken, very articulate, 
and I think a, a good leader. I've paid attention to them over the years, and we've supported them. In this Dobb era, she says, the Democrats and abortion lobby have made it clear they have ditched pro-choice and instead have become pro-abortion, advocating for unlimited abortion on demand. She said, Dannenfelser said, that is why it's imperative we have a national defender of life who exposes the Democrats and abortion lobby's extreme abortion agenda and contrasts that with the compassionate needs of women and their children. And this state um, affairs communications director, Kelsey Pritchard, she laid out a bunch of legislative priorities that they have going for them, and they're going to be pushing going forward. I don't have time to go through all of that today, but she said, we will continue to advocate for more funding for pregnancy centers and for establishing or expanding tax credits for individuals and businesses that donate to pregnancy centers. She also talked about getting more government money for the crisis pregnancy centers, and I'm a big supporter of them. In fact, I've spoken at fundraisers for them in the past, and, and I just don't speak publicly much, if any, anymore. A, a little bit, but not much. But I, I, I really support them, but I, I fear, I hope they don't get too invested in government money because when you start when you reach that tipping point, government controls you. And that's the last thing that the pro-life movement needs is government money coming to them to the degree that it controls their message and what they do. And I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it will, but it, it's a concern that crosses my mind at least. Well, on another issue, former Attorney General Eric Holder he said yesterday on MSNBC, the readout, he said that, quote, American democracy could end with the election of former President Donald Trump. Holder said, I think a second Trump term, and this is something voters need to keep in mind, a second Trump term would have a politicized, weaponized United States Department of Justice. We already had that. It's in full bloom. And I'll get to that in a moment. But what is he talking about? He's afraid that Trump and all the Republicans and whomever are going to are, are going to weaponize the government. It is weaponized. That's the problem. He said Holder said he was the uh, Attorney General under Obama, and they're very close friends. He said you have to look at what it is that they're talking about. He said. That is the Trump campaign, the former president himself. And think of the America they're trying to create. He said, you would have a president who is beyond the reach of law. You have uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, James Biden, the whole Biden clan taking in millions and millions and millions of dollars to enrich themselves are not beyond the reach of law. They have been so far. He said he's he said if Trump's elected, he's going to prosecute Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden may get prosecuted regardless of who gets elected if the Republicans have their way about it, because he he deserves to be looked at at least. I mean, if all of this is true, the money that they're taking in and enriching themselves with from even countries that are very adversarial toward America. Uh, he said. He said, we're going to have a Justice Department who goes after political opponents. 
on no basis. That gave me pause because my mind immediately, when I heard him say that on, on video, my mind immediately went back to June 14th, 2022. I looked it up. Jim Jordan put out a press release, Representative Jim Jordan. He said, this is June 14, 2022. He said, President Joe Biden was excited to go after parents with the FBI after receiving the National School Boards Association letter asking his administration to treat concerned parents as domestic terrorists and use the Patriot Act, the House Judiciary Committee ranking member, Representative Jim Jordan, told the news. Joe Biden called up uh, Viola Garcia, the president of the School Boards Association, and invited her to come to the White House because he was so excited about what they were doing, Jordan said. And so the speed and the intensity and the excitement from this White House about putting this scheme into place and this conspiracy into place, he was excited about what that was, the whole process, the whole conspiracy to go after parents. Since the letter was received and acted upon by several members of the Biden administration, including most notably Attorney General Merrick Garland, sending the FBI after parents who spoke at school board meetings, Jordan and the House Judiciary Republicans have been increasingly requesting information from the involved government agencies to find out who in the government was involved with the letter. You remember that because we talked about it here. Everybody was talking about it. I mean, parents, domestic terrorists. But soon after that, and it's today, you can Google it. Soon after that, fact check came out and said, no, no, no. Merrick Garland never used that word. No, that's fake, fake news. You can check it out. It still is on the Internet. Merritt Garland, they said, never used that term. Well, he did. Did he originate the term? No, he didn't. The school board's association used that term, but he acted on it. Clearly, he believed in it, and Biden was beside himself. He was so excited about it. So when these people talk about democracy, when they talk about women's health care, when they talk about rights, when they talk about all of these things, you've got to understand, and we do, and I know most of you do who are listening, but we've got to understand that they're coming from a very different place, a very different world. I'm not trying to divide, I'm trying to define. They're coming from a diff- very different world of darkness and confusion, where truth isn't truth where light is dark and dark is light and sweet is sour and sour is... I mean, Isaiah understood that years ago, thousands of years ago. We need to understand it now. That's what this is all about. It's just simply about establishing an agenda and then doing whatever is necessary because it's justified to achieve that agenda. The agenda is so noble that it justifies the means in which to bring about the end result. So that's what's happening. With that in mind, boy, the Treasury Department, on behalf of federal law enforcement after January 6, 2021, we learned this week, asked banks to snoop through customers' transactions for signs of extremism. Oh, it happened. Yeah, it happened in 2021, but we're finding out this week about it. We the people. They asked banks to snoop through... (laughs) customers' transactions, excuse me, for signs of extremism, such as purchases of small arms 
or from gun retailers like Dick's Sporting Goods. They were selling guns back in that day. They've stopped, I, I believe. They they don't carry guns anymore. But uh, Bass Pro Shop or Cabela's, according to House Judiciary Committee uh, Chairman, Representative Jim Jordan, again, he is tenacious. He is, he is truly a, a, a man for the country, I'll tell you. But Jordan says the feds also flagged the purchase of Christian materials. That caught my attention. Even Bible purchases, he says. Why would they do this? I had to ask myself, and I'm, you know, I'm nobody from nowhere, but what are they trying to do to my country? I think we know that. They're trying to remake America under the guise of loving our country. Jordan revealed the secret request yesterday in a letter to Noah Bishop, former director of the Treasury Department's office of, they have an office, the government has an office, and this is the name of it. Treasury Department's Office of Stakeholder Interrogation, uh, Integration, excuse me, Integration and Engagement in the Strategic Operations Division of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. That's a, uh, that is one of many offices in our bureaucracy. How would you like to work there when your friends would say, hey, now, where are you working now? Well, I'm working uh, as in the Treasury Department's Office of Stakeholder Integration uh, and uh, Engagement in the Strategic Operations Division of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. That's where bureaucracy goes. Anyway, I digress. FinCEN is the acronym for it, and I'll use that going, I won't put you through that again. But anyway, Jordan's letter, which asked Bishop to appear for a transcribed interview, said, quote, this kind of pervasive financial surveillance carried out in coordination with and at the request of federal law enforcement into Americans' private transactions is alarming, and it raises serious doubts about FinCEN's respect for fundamental civil, civil liberties. Well, indeed it does. I can hear I can hear Patrick Henry's voice echoing through the halls of history, passionately telling his cohorts in government, "Give me liberty or give me death." Are we back to that? Yes, we are. We're back to the same challenges that Patrick Henry and his cohorts, our founding fathers, were facing in the 1700s. We are fighting for our freedom and our democracy not against foreign enemies, but against the king, at least people who think they are. You just ask yourself, what in the world, what, what what's going on in our country? Breitbart News is reporting on this. A number of other news sources are as well. They said the secret requests were found as part of a Judiciary Committee and Judiciary Select Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government Oversight and they're concerned yesterday on MSNBC, concerned about Trump weaponizing. <laughs> it's weaponized. It's already in place. Jordan said in a letter that the committee and the select committee obtained documents indicating that following January 6, 2021, FinCEN, that long-named <laughs> department, distributed materials to banks that outlined the typologies of various persons of interest, I'm quoting Jim Jordan, 
and provided, who's the chairman of the committee, and provided financial institutions with suggested search terms and merchant category codes, MCCs, merchant category codes, for identifying transactions on behalf of federal law enforcement. Jordan said the materials included the document recommending the use of generic terms like Trump and MAGA to search Zelle payment messages, as well as a prior FinCEN analysis of lone actor, homegrown, violent extremism indicators. That's what they're doing in the culture. I mean, sure, their job is to protect America, but in the process, are we handing over our rights, our freedom, our liberty? According to the analysis, FinCEN warned financial institutions of extremism, indicators that would include transportation charges, such as bus tickets, rental cars, or plane tickets, for travel to areas with no apparent purpose. So they are analyzing what you spent, and and the rest of us, what we spent on travel to a certain area. I understand They're trying to find the bad guys. But when you don't trust them in the first place, it makes it so difficult to trust them in these kinds of things. So they're checking on where people go with bus tickets, rental cars, or plane tickets, where they go and what areas they're traveling to. And there's no apparent purpose. It's just apparently just, you know, Whatever. They're also looking into the purchase of books, including religious texts and subscriptions to other media containing extremist views. I wonder who in the government decides what is extremist. I can't tell you how many people I've read just in the last 10, 12 years we've been doing this program that call biblical teaching extremist. And they mean it. They believe that. Or they say they do. Are we at a point where we could cross the threshold and where certain parts of the Bible would become terrorist orientation? Are we at a point where that would be extremism? If we're not, we're certainly headed in that direction. Subscriptions to other media containing extremist views, what would that be? Well, Gary, I can think of a lot of extremist views, but who decides what's extremist? Well, they do. In his letter, Jordan says, in other words, FinCEN urged large financial institutions to comb through the private transactions of their customers for suspicious charges on the basis of protected political and religious expression. The people combing through your purchases are the same people that are telling Americans they're trying to save democracy. That's what bothers me so much. They're always talking about it's the the main thing that they're saying. It's their mantra now. It's the motto of the left today. They keep saying on all these left-wing TV shows and anywhere else they can find a microphone. They keep saying, we got to save democracy. Trump's going to steal democracy. MAGA people, conservatives, Christians, white 
Christians especially, are going to steal democracy from us. Well, they are turning out the lights on liberty and democracy, as they like to call it. Jordan said FinCEN also distributed slides prepared by one bank explaining how other banks could use these MCCs to detect customers whose transactions may reflect potential active shooters and who may include dangerous international terrorists, domestic terrorists, homegrown violent extremists, and lone wolves. The slides instructed the banks to look for transactions using MCC codes, such those are merchant codes, such as 3484, which is small arms, 5091, sporting and recreational goods and supplies, and the keywords Cabela's and Dick Sporting Goods, among several others. That's in his report. The letter included a slide listing a number of gun retailers. The Weaponization Committee posted on federal government flag transactions using terms like MEGA and Trump for financial institutions. Individuals who shopped at stores like Cabela's, Dick Sporting Goods, or purchased religious texts like a Bible may also have had their transactions flagged. In an interview with Fox News' Sean Hannity, Jordan called it financial surveillance. It is that, and it's beyond that. He said, in the last year, we've exposed the censorship where you had big government, big tech, big media, big academia working to censor Americans. He said, now we have financial surveillance where it's big government working with big banks and big corporations to surveil, to spy on Americans. And he said, so it is with big banks looking and searching private transactions, looking, using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to find out what you're buying what you're spending your money on. He said, that's scary stuff. It looks like without any warrant, without any legal process. He said, it's scary stuff. It's financial surveillance of the American people. Indeed, indeed it is. That's exactly what it is. Eric Holder was setting, setting on a far-left media yesterday, MSNBC. He said, the United States has come to a point where you would it would be unrecognizable to us and it will continue if Trump is elected. He said, it will take us over the edge. He said, it will, it will become a country that we would see more in Putin's Russia as, expo- as opposed to the United States that we have all come to know and love. I don't believe that many on the left know or love America. They've tried to erase the founding documents, the founding fathers' beliefs. They've tried to get rid of the original intent of the Constitution. They've tried to erase all of our religious roots, religious founding institutions. I don't think they know or love America. Their deeds betray them. And I think that's where we are in this country. And that's why this year and this election, upcoming election, is so very, very important. And other elections locally, in our cities, in our states, and certainly in our country. We need to be informed. We need need to be prayerful. And we need to stand true. 
to our beliefs, our biblical beliefs. Hey, thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for your support. We need it. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.